Welcome to The Babble, the audio offering from PearlRiverFlow.com. I'm your host, Patrick Jerome. I've got a special treat for you today, an interview with Randy Young Jerome, a retrospective on tardigrades we lost in 2016, and of course, a few messages from our sponsors. And music by Echo Victor. Tonight we'll be listening to the river-themed song, All Things Drain to the Sea. Well, let's hope they do, dear listeners. Let's hope they do. If somehow you're not already following us online, check us out at PearlRiverFlow.com, at PearlRiverFlow on the Twitter, the Instagram, and of course, Facebook. Facebook, the book of faces. If you're wondering about catching me live and in person in the meat space, most Mondays you can find me at Hub City Comedy's Open Mic Night in Hattiesburg, Mississippi at 9 o'clock, and on most Tuesdays at Mike Town Comedy Club in Jackson, Mississippi at 8 o'clock. Of course, the last Tuesday of every month, you can find me at Offbeat Comics at 9. And we've got a new feature on the website if you're interested in getting updates on the podcast and everything else you can simply subscribe we'll send you non-threatening non-spammy emails every so often just look at the bottom of the page we've got a special treat for you today though folks we've got our first interview you may remember if you're a avid website reader as many of you are that a few months ago we had a contest to be interviewed in Pearl River Flow. Yes, a while back we decided we would do interviews. Uh, we, that, that is to say me, we wanted to do something a little different than what we had been doing. We had done interviews with mollusks, with egrets, beavers, and uh, with Neil deGrasse Tyson, sure. But then we figured, you know what? We should interview some real human beings. Sure, I could have just asked people to come be interviewed. I understand that's how it's normally done, but that's not the Pearl River Flow way. It's not complicated and weird enough. So what I did instead was set up a Nicolas Cage-style treasure hunt. Looking for weird Masonic symbols around the Capitol building. Possibly stealing the Declaration of Independence maybe kidnapping a president or two. Needless to say, monuments were damaged, people were arrested, chaos and carnage ensued. However, no one successfully completed the task. So for our next interview series, I set us out on a slightly easier path, still rife with weird symbols the occult mystery of Galgaran, and lots of looking at maps and drawing lines. Only one person was brilliant enough to complete this task. By the way, if you'd like to be interviewed in Pearl River Flow, you can still go complete the task. Just look up online, be interviewed in Pearl River Flow on the PearlRiverFlow.com website, and then go read the story of Galgaran, the legend of Galgaran and see if you can complete the task at hand. Now, as for the person who was brilliant enough to complete the difficult task, well, 
I'm not just saying that because I'm married to her. Yes, it was my wife. Believe me, she had pressed repeatedly to be interviewed without having to do all of the preliminary work. She said, I had to do it because I'm her husband and she can make me do whatever. But I held strong to my convictions, people. It cost me dearly. But that's just the kind of podcast you're listening to. I'll, I will do these things for you. However, she was able to complete the second non-Nicolas Cage style, well, slightly Nicolas Cage style task. And so, of course, we have her here today. But first, a word from our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by People Who Don't Put Runny Eggs on Your Sandwich. People Who Don't Put Runny Eggs on Your Sandwich. We're not pretentious monsters. What's the matter with you? So first off, Randy, hi. It's good to have you here. Now, uh, for the first question, I just want to ask you, uh, just to ask you to tell us a little bit about yourself. I am a native Texan. I work in IT and I'm a belly dancer and a YouTube makeup tutorial enthusiast. My name is Randy Young. So when somebody says they work in IT, what does IT stand for? What is it? The IT and IT stands for information technology. It's not as exciting as I'd hoped it would be. And the, the information technologies, those are those are with computers. That's not like information written in a book. Yes, I'm talking about information in a computer. Computer technology information. Do you fear the computers? Do they invent new types of malice or merely enable us to do those things that we've always wanted. I don't fear computers. I do worry that my Roku stick is spying on me. When the Roku spies on you, what does it want to know? Wants to know how to make money off of me. It's, uh... For the evil corporations it represents. Well, that sounds terrifying actually. So you said that you were also a dancer. How does human dancing work? Human dancing? <laughs> yes, the kind that humans do. You, you earth humans. Just move your body in rhythm to musical sounds. Sounds very complicated and I'm not entirely sure that I understand. So you teach humans how to dance. Yes, I teach a belly dance class. There are other types of movements than just the belly in belly dancing? Yes, that would be boring if only the belly moved. What about animals? A dog? Can you teach a dog to dance? I personally have never taught a dog to dance, but it is possible I've seen poodles and skirts twirling at the circus. What about cats? Cats cannot be taught tricks. What about a chicken? Do you think you could get a chicken to dance? Absolutely. You would teach them the chicken dance. They have their own dance. Yes. Hmm. 
So when you're watching movies, do you get worried if people are in danger of dying horribly, or do you secretly kind of enjoy it? It depends on the, the people. I secretly enjoy when a bad person gets it in a movie. What about a character that's good, but also annoying? I think it's okay to enjoy the demise of an annoying character. What about animals? Do you ever worry about the animals that are in movies? Very much. The life of Pi, I was so relieved in the end when it turned out it was humans dying and not cute little zoo animals. <laughs> just, just So the, the fact that humans were tearing each other apart and murdering each other was... Much better than the alternative. Much better than the alternative. I, I'll buy it. I'll buy it. So you have a fondness for animals. Um... Before you graduated from college and met Patrick Jerome, had you ever heard of the uh, Swamp Cabbage Man? No. What about the Swamp Ape? I don't believe that I've heard of that. The Stink Ape? No. The Florida Bigfoot? Yes. You had heard of the Florida Bigfoot? I'm familiar Bigfoot. with the Florida family of the Bigfoot. What about the Louisiana Bigfoot? Yes. The Micah Ape? No. The Swamp Squatch? No. Do you think that Swamp Squatch is a good name for a swamp-dwelling Sasquatch? Absolutely. I think it's a bit clever. What about the Miyaka Skunk Ape? Mm. Also not heard of those. Interesting. Interesting. So do, do you ever think about the things that you throw away? Like what happens to them after you throw them away? Do you ever worry about that or wonder about that? I do. Growing up, I lived out in the country and we didn't have garbage pickup of any sort. You either burned your trash or took it to the dump yourself or you made yourself an illegal dump out in the woods, which is what my family did. Tell us more about these illegal dumping practices. It's very simple. You find a nice little spot like maybe the pearl river <laughs> yes that would be an ideal location it's near streets yeah you want convenience but also out of the way so that you don't have to see the garbage once it's gone right you just forget it what kind of uh trash could be found out there and say a illegal dumping area. Well, I can't speak for all of them, but with my family, every time they got a new washer dryer or stove or appliance of any sort, the old one went out into the woods all together in one spot. Oh, so there's a, would maybe animals live in them? Nice little den for a squirrel or... So there's dryers full of squirrels out there somewhere in Texas. Yes. That's good. I'm glad to it's hear that. It's kind of a museum. You can see how appliances have changed through the years. So in the 70s, there would be a, a lot of... Avo avocado. Mm, avocado, green. yeah. What about 80s appliances? What, was, what were those like? You know, I don't think we bought any 
new ones in the 80s. Well, they used to make gold, them to last. Harvest Gold was still popular. Ooh, gold. Well, not real gold, I'm sure. So, having been around uh, trash in the past and dumping grounds, surely you must have suspected something about your then-boyfriend. Uh, for instance, say when you were when he asked you to marry him was there a bunch of trash around indeed there was there was a lot of broken bottles a lot of broken bottles that doesn't sound terribly romantic where where were you where there were a lot of broken bottles there we were at the uh, ambush site of bonnie and clyde near Gibsland, Louisiana. Gibsland, Louisiana. So, would it be fair to say that the Bonnie and Clyde ambush site is in a swamp? It's close, if not in one. So, there was a swamp and there was a lot of garbage. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay, we'll have the second half of that interview in a couple of weeks here on our next podcast. Uh, But first, a quick word from our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by Dungeons & Dragons. Don't die a virgin, live a virgin. And now the part of the show we've all been waiting for. The retrospective on 2016's Tardigrades that we lost. This goes out to the tardigrades that we lost in 2016. The Marinera's Trench Colonies. The Patch of Moss in California. The Creosote Slough Crew. Clem's Pond. The Culvert. The Culvert in Denver City. The Culvert in San Francisco. The Culvert in Argentina. The Russian Taiga. We lost a lot of good tardigrades in the Russian Taiga this year. The volcano in Iceland. The hot springs in Wyoming. New Jersey. The old apple at Clem's Farm. The Japanese space rocket. Asteroid 17. Barnacle D 42. Barnacle E-12, Barnacle A-11, the entire ship of Barnacles. Obviously, that wasn't all the tardigrades we lost in 2016, so if you know of any that were especially dear to you, please email us or visit our website and tell us all about it. Good luck out there, little guys. It's your world, and we're counting on you. Uh, I've just been handed a piece of news here. This is breaking, breaking news. Apparently, the shape-shifting lizard men no longer want to be associated with Mississippi Governor Phil Bryant. He's not one of ours, they claim. Well, we've never trusted the shape-shifting lizard men here on Pearl River Flow, and we're not about to start. However, I do want to repeat to our listeners that the shape-shifting, blood-drinking, 11th-dimension lizard men who secretly rule the world 
have disowned Phil Bryant, saying he is not, and I quote, one of us. We'll have more on this as it develops. In sports news, people are mad about balls. We'll have more at 11. On a lighter note, we have poems from the end of the world, apocalyptic limericks. First up, the buses and trains. The buses and trains load up here, and a ticket costs everything dear. For as the sky turns to fire, they'll head north or expire. You bought your children one more year. And a briefing on politics. People are mad about balls. We'll have more at 11. Today's episode is brought to you by Tardigrades. Tardigrades, we're water bears and none of your weapons can harm us. We love your radiation. Please enjoy our planet during your brief existence, you primate motherfuckers. Tardigrades, ask for them by name. This just in in politics. People are mad about balls. We'll have more at 11. And now we'd like to play you off with a little track from Echo Victor. Echo Victor is Walter Young and Loki and Tiffany from here in Jackson, Mississippi. We've got their track, All Things Flow to the Sea, from their LP, Echo Victor. Here we go. 